We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yo, I hope you're betting on the 49ers. Do me a favor. If you're not betting yet, mybookie.ag. Time to start putting some money on this football team. Join now. My bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. BLUEWIRE, all one word. MyBookie.ag. These guys are respectable. They're one of the best in the business. Just stop being that guy who's not betting on the games and is bragging about how much you know about football. Fantasy football is only a little bit. You need to probably bet on some of the head-to-head matchups as well. If you're going to claim to be this big football guy and know what you're talking about. So mybookie.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. It's a little bit of a deal to get you started. Shout out to mybookie.ag. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Yo, what up, my people? It is the Striking Gold Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Jones. I founded Blue Wire, the sports podcasting network you're listening to. Oh, baby. Do we have some San Francisco 49ers football to talk? The football team is 2-0. They just steamrolled the Cincinnati Bengals 41-17. Absolute clinic put on by Kyle Shanahan. The defense, granted the opponents haven't been good. The defense looks like it's going to be much improved this season. 3-0 is in the sights with Pittsburgh coming to town next week. Big Ben is banged up. How can you not be excited right now? There's some nitpicking to do about this football team. But for the first time since 1989, the 49ers have won back-to-back road games to start the season 2-0. and This is the first time they're 2-0 and since 2012. Uh, the momentum is real here, folks. I'm not ready to call this team slam dunk. 
The division's also tough. The Rams are 2-0. The Seahawks are 2-0. But you could not be more happy about the start of this season. We're going to get into the Joe Staley injury. It is going to impact the win total if the 49ers do not solve this correctly. And they've missed on some positions in the past. So this is very concerning. We'll lay out the options. But, I mean, we've got to review this football game from start to finish. Absolute annihilation. Jimmy G's 38-yard touchdown to Marquise Goodwin, who was wide open. The running game producing, what, 250 yards on the ground? At one point, the 49ers had 550 yards in the fourth quarter. The Bengals had like 125. It was total going on the football field, bullying the Cincinnati Bengals. Looks like the trip to Youngstown really did pay off. Some team bonding. They're eating ice cream and all hanging out. And they got to Paul Brown Stadium and really just turned on the Jets. Um, Game ball, who do you give it to? I got to say Debo Samuel coming up and showing out. There's been all these question marks about Dante Pettis, but Debo takes his chance. Kyle Shanahan calling screen passes really a lot of the day and Debo taking advantage of that. I think it was five catches, 87 yards, and his first NFL touchdown, which came in the red zone. Um You know, this team, it was 14-17 early second quarter, and Jimmy Garoppolo threw an interception, and the 49ers really got him off the football field after that and then really took over. Um, How about Raheem Mostert? Probably could have given him the game ball. This guy's a home run hitter, and I think going to be a big part of this offense moving forward. Tevin Coleman, you know, he's going to be coming back in with the ankle injury. I think they are going to mix all three. But I'm dead serious. I want Raheem Mostert almost getting 10 carries every week. Matt Breida, 12 carries, 121 yards. It felt like the Bengals quit. And there were some quotes post-game. Dre Kirkpatrick saying, oh, yeah, we, we had no idea what was going on. They schemed us up. You love that with Kyle Shanahan. A few games a year, the 49ers have a head coach who can put his nuts on the table and just win a football game. They had a plan offensively that they executed to a T. 68 plays for the 49ers. Only nine third downs. That's what Kyle Juszczyk was saying afterwards. Felt like the 49ers didn't have a third down. They were just rolling, rolling down the football field. Jimmy Garoppolo, 297 yards. A lot of those came after the catch. You had just an array of screen passes. I know I criticized Kyle last pod. Yo, chill out on the screen passes. It worked against Cincinnati. Some of the blocking coming off the screens. Um, Super, super impressive day offensively. Great bounce back game because last week was a herky jerky. Um, you know, Jimmy G did throw his patented interception that he's going to throw every week, but he also got the ball in the end zone three times. He's now eight and two as a 49ers starter. He's running off the field at the end of the game with his hat on. I mean, <laughs> he looks the part of a franchise quarterback. He hasn't played it yet. He hasn't played it really since 2017. So let's ease into this, but. Uh, I'm happy with the performance. He's running the offense really damn well. Still getting George Kittle involved. We're not going to nitpick at Dante Pettis yet. Maybe really at the end of the podcast. It's disappointing he's not involved. Maybe the chemistry is not there with Jimmy Garoppolo. It was great to see him refine that chemistry with Marquise Goodwin. Because remember that in 2017, Marquise Goodwin got a contract extension after playing in December like that. He he was just on fire. Um, He can get open deep. He doesn't win as much underneath as you'd like, but Marquise Goodwin was a big part of the offense. Um, Jeff Wilson scored two touchdowns. Offensive line really won up front. Jimmy G wasn't getting harassed at all. It was so 
perfect that almost in the fourth quarter, it got boring. <laughs> it was such a varsity over a JV domination. Uh, I'm super excited. You can tell my voice. We've talked about this football team for many years, and it felt like for so long, the 49ers were on the losing end of both of these types of games. They were the Buccaneers the last couple of years where they would turn the ball over a ton and probably could have won the game, or they were just losing big to an inferior opponent like this. 49ers had a better roster and they walked in and executed a game plan and won a football game. It was that simple. And they didn't let any mistakes really happen. How about the D-line right from the start of the game, pinning the you know Bengals, had to punt out of their own end zone. Eric Armstead, active again. Nick Bosa in the backfield all the time. The, you know Nick Bosa, we're going to give him criticism a lot because he's a rookie. We're still learning how he plays. He's got to stay upright. He's going after the quarterback's knees. He's falling down so much, which to me has a reason why he's injured quite a bit in his career. He's falling down so much. He's so fatigued later in the game that he's just more susceptible to a weird movement or you know getting crunched up on because he's, he's not paying attention as much. They've got to teach Nick Bosa to stay upright a little bit more. But hot damn, man, he's in the backfield quite a bit. He forced the interception to Quan Alexander. Forget that if that was the second or third quarter. I believe it was the second. Nick Bosa got in the backfield, forced Andy Dalton out of the pocket. It was a terrible throw from Andy Dalton. But how about Quan Alexander? All over the football field, hitting hard in the run game. He can cover 30 yards down the football field. Our boy John Middlecoff tweeting, he's really everything Reuben Foster was. He has shown flashes of, it feels like they have that position really locked down right now. The front seven is creating so much chaos, and there's just not room to operate, really. The Bengals felt uncomfortable. The 49ers were in their face the whole time. Buckner had a sack, I believe, as well. So much positivity coming from this football game. It felt like a practice. It felt like the 49ers were executed one of their best practices ever. They really took all the habits they've been working on the last couple of years and in the summers and the hot days in the film room, and they literally just went out and did it at every position. The secondary had a couple lapses, but, I mean, they were fine. Richard Sherman had some great coverage down the field. So did Akilah Witherspoon had a breakup in the, in the end zone. Um, yeah, striking gold podcast right now. I mean, it was 31-10 to 10 early in the third quarter. I got the highlights running on loop back here. Yeah, I just saw Buckner's sack, and then it was like Buckner's sack, huge run Matt Breida. How about Matt Breida when he looked like a human cheat code. <laughs> I mean, he looked like Barry Sanders on one of those runs. This running game, I'm so annoying. I bring it up every week. They established it last year. They're carrying it over this year. Uh, no, it's exciting, man. The 49ers really are on to something. It's the first time they scored 30 points in a row back-to-back weeks. And you know what's annoying, though? I mean, Bonte Hill's my boy. Grant Cohn, we know that I dunk him on sometimes. There's a lot of people on 49ers Twitter really bad mouthing Jimmy G all week. I mean, come on. They're 8 and 2 with him. They're 8 and 2 when Jimmy Garoppolo starts. It's a better football team all around. Even Solomon Thomas had a sack yesterday. Uh, I got the highlights out of the background here. Striking Gold podcast. How about George Kittle just stiff arming two guys rambling down the field? Oh, man, the, the 49ers, all right, the good thing about 2-0 is confidence sky high. You better believe that team plane ride. They were drinking. They were, they, they were definitely celebrating, hugging, standing up, listening to loud music. I've been on the Browns team plane after they started 7-4, and four, had a huge overtime win at, at Atlanta. 
Oh my God, the energy on the team playing, the energy in the building the next day, the swagger, the confidence. Granted, the Browns fell apart that year, but Kyle's been in the building too. When Atlanta has been like this, you can really channel a great start early in the season and hang around and be in the playoff hunt. So they're going to have Pittsburgh next week, and the bye week honestly comes at the worst time ever. If you start 3-0, the last thing you want to do is stop playing football because you're rolling. But I think it will give them time to take a breather. You know, they just did this long road trip in, in Youngstown. It was definitely tiring not being at home. Bye week comes at the wrong time. And then you got the Browns, Monday Night Football, Rams. So, I mean, you, you've got... You got three pretty difficult games. I would say Pittsburgh at 0-2 is a difficult game because their backs are against the wall. They're going to need to do anything to win this. If it's Mason Rudolph that starts, you're thinking the 49ers could win and probably by a touchdown. If it's Big Ben and the Steelers are desperate for a win, it's going to be a much tougher game than 49ers fans are anticipating. They can go look at the tape. The Steelers aren't playing well. The Steelers are still an average team, I think, at worst. So that you're going to get their best shot next week. But bottom line is 49ers... They got punched in the mouth a little bit in Tampa and responded. And then they came here and just like drove a Tesla at 160 miles an hour. Just as Kyle said, they ran laps around the Bengals. Got the touchdown or the field goal before half and the touchdown coming out of the locker room. It was literally anything that could have gone right went right for the 49ers because it feels like they're in control. They're not worrying about what's what bad is going to happen next. They're just making a lot of plays. The D-line has changed the tone of the football team. Bosa and Ford and all of this has, have really changed, I think, and given the entire defense confidence, which in turn has given the entire football team confidence. That's the biggest difference I noticed in 2019 is that the 49ers are in control and they, they're not panicking and they, they're just a level above talent-wise now with Quan Alexander, Nick Bosa, and D. Ford, and everyone's healthy still except for Joe Staley. We're going we're gonna to get there next going to talk to a couple of our sponsors this week, Axios.com and Roman Health. Sports.axios.com. Remember this website because there's countless ways to keep up of what's happening in the world of sports. How are you supposed to read every article? How are you supposed to watch every highlight that comes out on Twitter? You can't scroll through all these apps every day and, and keep up with everything. And so now coming to the stage, Axios Sports. Axio Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports world, from the NBA, the NFL, to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends. You're staying informed. Sports.axios.com. It's clean, crisp, gives you everything you need to know. Read it in five minutes in the elevator right before work. Take a deep dive on an article later on the train ride home. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing the amazing link to your friends and coworkers. Join the 100,000 sports fans who have already done this and get plugged in to Axios Sports Newsletter. That's sports.axios.com. It's free. It's free of charge. And all you have to do is sign up there. No promo code sports.axios.com. We all know guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, something worse. Guys usually are okay rubbing some dirt on it. I'm guilty of this myself from time to time. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 
70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you get medical care from ED from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Handle everything online. Get roman.com slash blue wire and complete your online visit. If the doctor decides a treatment is appropriate, he's going to prescribe genuine medication and it's going to be delivered in discreet packaging. Stop making this an issue with your guy or your girl. Go to the doctor. This is natural for humans to have erectile dysfunction. We here at Blue Wire are partnering with Roman to make sure that we solve this. Uh, and so it's getroman.com slash Blue Wire. Free online visit, free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash Blue Wire. Free visit. Check them out. Check out the website. We recommend these guys. All right, people, we're back. Striking Gold podcast. Shout out to Axios. Sign up for that newsletter. And then Roman Health. Hey, man, don't be don't be embarrassed. Get yourself taken care of, man. Get yourself right for your lady or your man, whoever you like. Okay, Striking Gold. I think this is important to bring up, too. Richard Sherman had a quote in the locker room. I think Cam Inman put it on Twitter. That's where I saw it first about how 49ers fans are probably going crazy in bars and super excited and and have crazy expectations right now. Remain humble. It is going to be a long season. If you're a 49ers fan who represents the fan base on Twitter and is talking shit in other teams' mentions, chill out a little bit. Let's not get there yet. This team, let's wait till they're 5-2 and or 6-1 and and then start talking some shit. Because it's going to be a little challenging getting there in the first place. Um, Richard Sherman's been here. Remember this. He's really one of the only people in the locker room who has been on a consistent winning franchise. Quan Alexander coming over from the Buccaneers. Obviously not. D Ford, the Chiefs, kind of just started exploding as he was leaving. And they haven't had Super Bowl success, of course. Tevin Coleman has won the Super Bowl in Atlanta. We got to remember that as well, too. Richard Sherman is the team's leader. He's going to be able, if these young guys are 3-0 and and they're getting really cocky and now they're going out to bars at night during the week, he's going to have to be the guy that really says, hey, we have a long season ahead. You cannot crown yourselves yet. Look how difficult the schedule is going to be later in the year. So good quote from, from Richard Sherman. Like He doesn't want any bad juju around the team, even from the fan base. Like Go celebrate on Sundays at the bars, but remain humble as fans too. It matters. The conversation on Twitter matters and it's like it permeates the football team. So I agree with Richard Sherman here. I agree with Kyle Shanahan's play calling. God bless America. That was just a show that he put on Cincinnati. Uh, you know, the Bengals have a young coaching staff there. They're, they're going to be – they got exposed. And so Kyle Shanahan's 2-0. Sean McVay is 2-0. Matt LaFleur with the Packers now 2-0. Uh, maybe this, this system is on to something here. It's working for a lot of football teams around the league. I uh, can't wait uh, to see it next season with perhaps Rich Scangrillo or Mike McDaniel. I mean, it, more and more of Kyle's disciples are going to get promoted. It's amazing. And so right now, the 49ers, they're, they're having a light day on Monday. There might be a little bit of lifting from some of the guys who didn't play a lot. You know, some conditioning going on. A lot of film watching, obviously. All reviewing what happened. Then the players will be off Tuesday. And then Wednesday, they'll get back in the building and have a new game plan for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, yeah. Coming out of this game, like the big adjustment offensively, they're not going to be able to repeat this game plan. But 
three running back attack like this, the run really set up everything. They were leaning on the run game. If you can just run it down someone's throat, it's the best way to win a football game because you keep Jimmy G clean. And so I got to pull up the stats with the Steelers, but I don't think that will be the run game against them. They have a more stout defensive line. They got their new linebacker. I believe it's Devin Bush having pick sixes all over the field. It's going to be a little bit more of a challenge next week against Pittsburgh. Bottom line, I mean, I was expecting one and one. I didn't think the 49ers had graduated to this level that they could win two road games, even against meager opponents. And they've they kind of proved this. And so it, it is a long, long season ahead. But let's get to Joe Staley because this is going to perhaps make or break the season. And there's a couple different options. I think the first option, the 49ers are going to be wrong, but it's the one they're going to pursue. They're going to keep it in-house. They're going to let Justin Skule probably play left tackle this week. Joe Staley's going to be out at least eight weeks with a broken fibula. Absolutely crushing. As soon as this team starts to turn the corner and are going to be in really fun football games and maybe flex to Sunday night, Joe Staley's going to miss two months. Eight weeks for a for you know, a guy at the end of his career with a broken leg feels like a very quick timetable recovery for me. So you know, if it's ten, I think after the eight weeks he's going to be doubtful and questionable. There's no way he's going to be like really ready to go. And if so, then his body's in amazing shape. But I mean, it, it's not the end of the world. So he, Joe Staley's coming back. My thing is, it's a tough decision. Justin Skule at left tackle, or flipping Mike McGlinchey from right tackle to left tackle. Now, McGlinchey is way more of a run blocker, and he's really the anchor of the run game in a lot of sense with the stretch plays outside. He's not that great of a pass blocker, and you're putting him more at a pass blocking position, even though, I mean, he's going up against stud pass rushers all the time who a lot of the times go against the right tackle in matchups because they know the left tackle is better. And, like, the quarterback's blind side, I think, matters less than when you talked about it 10 years ago because quarterbacks are just getting rid of the, the football quicker. I don't know. You don't see many devastating injuries on a blind side of a quarterback now. A lot of them have just gotten better with pocket presence. A lot of them are a lot more mobile. So, I, I mean, to me, the left tackle position does matter a shit ton. However, I think the 49ers are going to be able to concoct a situation where they're able to win football games. But to me, it's not Justin Skule. They're going to have to trade perhaps a DJ Jones or like so, like someone really good on the D-line who's young and like a seventh-round pick for someone proven in the NFL right now. You have to look up the depth charts and see where the starters are. Because to me, you can't trade for Trent Williams because the Redskins are going to ask for a first-round pick. Trent Williams is 31 years old. Why are they going to ask for a first-round pick? Laramie Tunsil just went for two first-round picks, essentially, in that deal. Kenny Stills was involved as well, but Tunsil's 25. I know Trent Williams, end of his career. The Redskins don't like doing business with Kyle Shanahan. Dan Snyder and the Shanahans will never get along because of that falling out with RG3. I've reported this before because I have sources who've told me all this. Shout-out to Pro Football Talk who picked that up back in the day. <laughs> Dude, reporting news is stressful. But, I mean, back to the, the matter at hand, I think Joe Staley will come back. I don't think they'll trade for Trent Williams, but people are writing about it too. This is a big decision for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch because 
if they do start skewel and he gets absolutely fried and Jimmy G's under duress all day and the 49ers lose to the Steelers, they will have the bye week to figure this out. So that's probably what they're going to do. They're going to make nothing drastic, maybe even keep McGlinchey at right tackle, see how it happens. But the dude is what, a seventh-round pick and a rookie? You can't really expect him to perform at a high level. The waiver wire isn't going to have any great offensive linemen. You had Sean Coleman on the team, but he injured himself in the preseason and is out. So to me, the first, the second move after Skewell struggles is try and get a low-level guy in here. And if that guy's struggling, and it's this late in the season, and then you're, you're talking it's mid-October, right around the trade deadline, you might be able to call the Redskins and do it for a second-round pick, but it would have to be 2021 because you've already traded your second-round pick for D. Ford. They're not going to trade Trent Williams for a third-round pick. There's no way. They'd rather keep him on the roster and have him sour out. So to me, and then you know, you have people tweeting, oh, what happens when, when Joe Staley comes back and you have Trent Williams? You have Trent Williams. He's, he is, you know, right now, by all accounts, we don't know if he's in amazing football shape, but he's a seven-time Pro Bowler. He's arguably the Redskins' best offensive lineman of all time, and that comes from a unit that had the Hogs in the 80s who they won Super Bowls with. He's, guess what? He was a Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan draft pick. A lot of this makes sense for him to actually replace Joe Staley. And this sucks in the NFL when it's just a random opportunity. There happens to be an amazing left tackle holding out who Kyle Shanahan drafted, who's at 31, probably only has two or three good years left. But guess what? Kyle Shanahan only has two or three years left as the coach of this football team if he's not winning a lot of games. And guess what? The last time the 49ers drafted, I mean, Dante Pettis might be a miss. Foster, miss. Salma Thomas, miss. Don't you actually want to trade this draft pick for someone who's going to help you win football games? At a certain point, they need to bring someone here and get these draft picks right. It's probably going to be the reason they don't win the Super Bowl because they missed on so many of these draft picks. But the Trent Williams conversation is happening in the building. Is this somewhere where Jed York inserts himself as someone who's seen seasons also go crazy after hot starts? Where he says, we need to pursue this. Maybe I can negotiate with Dan some. And so it it gets Kyle out of the conversation. Because you you know that Dan Snyder is on the telephone call trading one of his star players. Lower level stuff, no, but you've got Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen on the phone right now. And I'm throwing Jed in on that call as a wild card. Someone who said he's typically stayed out of stuff. He was probably more involved with this with Trent Balky. But I'm having Kyle not on that call, so there's no tempers, no commentary exchange. And it's Jed, John Lynch, and someone else. And they, they go into the call with a plan and poke around and see because – To me, Trent Williams, even though his body's breaking down, he's missed a lot of games too. I don't think it's automatic that he comes in here and is the best left tackle in the league. His Pro Bowl days might be over, but at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Joe Staley can play again next season maybe, but then you're going to have to do something drastic at the position. And this is an opportunity that opened itself. If they will do it for a 2021 second-round pick, which the Redskins won't, they need immediate returns. They can't wait for shit. If they were to do that, I would do the deal today. A 2021 second-round pick, you're mortgaging a little bit of the future to salvage the O-line. I, you know, 
Could Joe Staley play right tackle and slide McGlinchey at guard? They would they would have to think about that. At the end of the day, I think there's a 5 or 10% chance of this happening. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they will make a lower tier trade. I would not want to trade Ronald Blair. I would not want to trade certain people, but... I don't know if someone if someone asked for Jimmy Ward, of course. If someone someone is probably going to ask for Armstead, and that's going to be tough because he's having a great start to the season. But at the same time, you need a starting left tackle. It's not going to come entirely cheap. If that position isn't solved, the 49ers will miss the playoffs. Bottom line. Huge roster decision in the building today. And it sucks coming off this win. You'd almost rather have anyone else hurt besides Bosa or Garoppolo. Like you could almost, you can, you can like figure it out almost elsewhere. Quan Alexander would suck if he got hurt. DeForest Buckner, that might change everything. But this is like a top five or six injury that could have happened to the 49ers. And it happened. And I don't think you can bank on Joe Staley playing at a a super, super high level coming off of a broken leg in season. I think that's just a lot to ask. And the 49ers are, are a little bit backed up against the wall. But again, like I said, you're probably going to see them change very little this week against the Steelers and just see what happens. If they were 1-1, one and one, they might make a major change. They have a little bit of cushion here. And if they get rolling 3-0 and and, and can still win and execute with this left tackle, I'd say there's a there's a you know 10% chance that Justin Skule's kind of good. Would be unbelievable. I would highly doubt it. And then if they don't make a move, I, I'd like to see McGlinchey at left tackle if it's going really poorly. The next week, it'll be a Monday night football game against the Browns. A lot of pressure on them. You know, new position. Who cares? It's the NFL season. It's all about pressure. Uh, Striking Gold podcast. Hope you've been enjoying Rob Lauder, Eric Crocker. Those guys on Twitter, Like, if you're a huge 49ers fan, almost turn their alerts on. Every tweet they have, super insightful or informative. Happy to be adding content creators to Blue Wire. Yeah, Monday morning here. Had so much going on. Was working on the company late last night. My neighbors were allowed, so my studio. I don't know. It just didn't sound good. So we're we're putting this out on Monday afternoon. Shout out to our producer Tyler Chin for editing this. He's my guy. Um, yeah, I mean recapping. How are you not thrilled? This is exactly why we follow the football team to win football games. This is fun again. We're not rehashing mistakes this football team made. We're highlighting all the amazingness. <laughs> this is incredible. You can give game balls to Debo Samuel, Raheem Mostert, Kyle Shanahan. The decision to stay in Youngstown proved to be correct. The team is going to have confidence, chemistry. I love everything happening offensively. The Joe Staley thing that we just really went over. It's huge news. It's really going to change the entire season if they get this decision wrong. There will be more injuries. This team is going to have to survive and advance other than that, the O-line is playing really damn well. Defensively recapping, how can you not love it so far? So, I mean, they won the first week defensively. I'd say they won the second week offensively. My boy Chris Biederman pointed this out. When you could win in different ways in the NFL, it's a really good sign. Let's see if they can keep winning both ways. I think the defense is going to carry them further than we thought. They're going to have to stay healthy, but that D-line really is in the backfield more often than they're not. Andy Dalton was uncomfortable. Cincinnati really didn't get established on offense. They had a couple big pass plays. 
they made an interception on defense. So, I mean, a few things went right, but not very much. And the D-line really set the tone early on. Quan Alexander is a stud. Akilla Witherspoon, two great games to start the season. I'm quiet in the corner over him, about him right now. Uh, you know, one position that's really not been good is Kwan Williams at nickel. They may have to look at a change there. I'd perhaps like to see DJ Reed playing some nickel. I'd like to see a couple different things at nickel. Kwan's my boy. I played around a golf with him before. Um, the tape is showing that he's getting burnt a little bit. Other than that, defensively, it's been amazing. How about Mitch Wisnowski coming in there, pinning punt down at the one? They weren't punting much yesterday. They weren't punting much so far to start the season. All right, that's striking gold, recapping a huge 49ers win. I may join Rob and Croc later in the week, pregame as they preview the, the Steelers. Shout out to our sponsors, my bookie, Axios, and Roman Health. All right. 49ers fans, we will talk to you again on Wednesday or Thursday. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.